Welcome to Converge Coffee with Sean Sullivan. Today, I've got Jack Paxton, the co-founder of Viper. Jack's background has been in scaling businesses using online paid media channels like Facebook and AdWords. He has worked with small startups to large companies managing media spends from 100 a day to as large as 100,000 a day. After working on paid acquisition for years, he actually has identified a hidden acquisition strategy that has been much cheaper, leveraging incentivization and gamification through contests, giveaways, form captures, and that's why he has created Viper. So Viper is a growth hacking toolkit and it helps you generate it helps you generate more than more emails, more customers, more traffic and more social followers in less time. Their tool includes viral sweepstakes, leaderboard contests and content upgrades. I can't say enough about Jack's product. We've actually gone through a few things with uh, my own company with Converge Coffee and with customers um, that I've had, and I've just seen the successes that Jack has had. So Jack, I want you to take it away and talk about how you've helped your customers and what are, what's kind of no, new on the horizon for Viper. Sure. Thank you so much, Sean. And uh, great to be here. Thanks for the, the uh, great intro. Uh, just a little bit of you know, further background on that is, yeah, so obviously my background is in marketing and, as you said, uh, scaling companies with usually paid paid acquisition. And then I started to move into uh, obviously finding cheaper ways of doing it. So, you know, you work your way down into, you know, paying X amount of dollars, then you find someone cheaper, then you find a cheaper way to acquire a person and then another one. And then so I eventually landed on this, you know, this viral effect uh, being obviously the cheapest of any of them. So then we really doubled down on that and created tools that uh, help people acquire customers, leads, whatever their sort of goal is in their business to acquire those much cheaper than doing direct response one-to-one. Uh, so that viral lift is, is very much what we kind of want to achieve or get our customers to achieve in all of their campaigns, uh, which is, which is uh, you know, a lot more fun <laughs> than doing the paid acquisition because you do need to get a little bit more creative. Uh, so we've taken a lot of the, uh, I suppose, creative stuff out of the, leg, the hard legwork out for the customer using Viper and really introduced, you know, templates and proven strategies to help them grow their business. And as you did mention some of those tools, uh, obviously the leaderboard is the kind of the, the breadwinner. That's the, that's the one tool that everybody likes to come to Viper for because we have run some pretty successful campaigns with, you know, people like Founder Magazine, uh, a few other companies that uh, have done, you know, close to you know, 30, 40, 50, 60,000 emails collected in a campaign, that sort of thing. So we have had a, a lot of success in the leaderboard space. Uh, for those of you who don't really know exactly what a leaderboard contest is, uh, it's essentially a way to get people to sign up, enter your contest, and you offer them a range of prizes. Prizes can be, you know, they can be a placement prize, so first, second, third. You can also have a random winner prize and you can also have uh, prizes unlocked with numbers of points because the way that the leaderboard works is that you have a number of points and then the person with the most points is obviously up the top of the leaderboard. So this gets everybody a little bit, uh, well, this gets everybody competing against each other pretty much to build, build those points. And at the end of the day, those points are actually 
you know, they're, they're going to unlock prizes for them, but you're getting other people to promote your contest and you're getting other people to vouch for your brand to say, hey, sign up for this contest so that they can get some points. And that's really how that viral lift happens when you incentivize someone enough with, a, with those prizes to say, hey, to go to their friends and say, hey, this company's awesome. You should sign up to win this prize. Uh, so that's kind of like the way that you can really start getting, you know, a whole bunch of little people, uh, well, not little people, but a whole bunch of uh, people and groups promoting your brand for you instead of having to do that hard legwork one by one yourself. So that's really uh, the success factor behind uh, leaderboard contests. Obviously, we differentiate because we do have uh, such sort of uh, advanced customization of how you can reward points. So going into a bit of an example with Founder Magazine, we worked really closely with those guys. And, you know, some of the types of um, custom entries that we ran with those guys were one thing they wanted to really do was increase their engagement because they know that increasing engagement uh, improves their credibility in the space and it also really helps them acquire new readers to their magazine. So the first uh, custom entry that we kind of set up for those guys was uh, we created a Facebook post which was announcing their new e-commerce course that they were uh, basing their leaderboard contest around. And so we created a Facebook post for that and then we really drove a lot of uh, traffic to that post, individual post with a custom action requiring people to like, share, and comment on that post. And so from the contest, people were going to that Facebook post, putting a ton of engagement on that post, which was then obviously giving it a lot of social validation and a lot of credibility. And then they could take that Facebook post and turn it into an ad and they could hit the ground running with their paid, paid acquisition strategy. So that was just kind of like one way that they used the contest to leverage uh, another aspect of that business. Another thing, another custom entry that we set up with those guys was to go and leave a comment. So to read a blog post and leave a comment on their opinions, what they thought of the blog post. And so we ran this and it ended up being their number one commented on post. I think they got uh, close to eight or 900 comments on a single blog post. Um, so that was another way that they drove a ton of, a ton of engagement from their contest. The other thing that we recently started introducing was uh, also people adding the custom entry of signing up to your uh, it's, uh, Facebook chat. So now there's a bunch of companies out there like ManyChat uh, that will allow you to opt someone in to receive Facebook Messenger notifications. So by doing that with Founder Magazine, they were able to build a huge list of people who they could then directly reach through Facebook Messenger. Uh, so if you had signed up to that, then you would go into an automated st sort of sequence of them giving some value add content. So they're giving guides. So giving a bit of info about their uh, e-commerce store, uh, con uh, not, uh, sorry, their e-commerce store um, course. And then they obviously continue to send out updates from their blog and about their course, that sort of thing into the future. So that was one way that you could also use that custom entry in their leaderboard contest to drive another touch point because as a business you want to have many contact points with your potential customers so obviously you have one touch point in this example one touch point with the person signing up to the contest so you're obviously collecting that email address to collect points in the leaderboard contest uh, people need to like all of your social channels 
So you are getting a touch point there. Secondly, you're getting a touch point with the blog. So once someone leaves a comment or they've visited your, your page, you can then start remarketing to those people. Uh, you can also get them to um, also share that blog post as well. So, you know, that's an added benefit of someone vouching for your brand again. And then fourth, there was that uh, touch point of having the messenger as the, you know, the kind of, uh, I suppose, more frequent notifications. So instead of sending emails and it getting lost in emails, I think the open rate on, on Facebook Messenger apps are probably close, uh, they're about above 80% for us. Um, wow. So that's a much higher open rate that's, than, for example, uh, email. That's amazing just right there. And thank you for going through the whole, the founder example. Um, I keep up with your emails all the time. Um, I think just a little bit more in depth is um, you should let people know too that not only can they do Facebook Messenger blogs, but we had a conversation a couple weeks ago on how to properly set up a contest. But I noticed that you guys just ran something with uh, with Twitter too and got like what seventy five hundred emails in thirty days, which I think a lot mm. of people are struggling with marketing on Twitter of like. I don't want to spam somebody, but I don't know how to get, I don't know how to reach people. Um, yeah. Would you kind of explain a little bit more on that of, of a, a social media platform that's been challenging in the last few years? How did you, how did you pivot that? How did you work with that in, in your favor? Yeah, definitely. So the first thing you need to know about Twitter is there's a lot of stuff going on on there. <laughs> so oh, yeah, you, you were telling me. <laughs> So you really need to make sure that you you kind of like plan out a strategy and you really target people who are influencers or making an impact in that space. Uh, so first off, it's you definitely want to, for example, when you are creating a tweet that's promoting your contest, for example. I think this was in a recent blog post. You might have seen this. Uh, but when you're creating a tweet, you want to make sure that you're adding in obviously your hashtags for your brand, uh, anything to do with the industry. So if you're a coffee machine company, you're going to want to uh, put in hashtags around like coffee. And so that's going to make it a lot more uh, targeted for the type of people that are going to be seeing that tweet. So that's kind of one aspect. You really want to make sure that you leverage hashtags on Twitter. A lot of people just leave that out. They just kind of write something and then put their link in but they could be getting so much more, especially if you're running a contest, for example, and you hashtag contest or hashtag giveaway, that will also put your contest and giveaway into those sort of uh, search terms because there definitely are people that are just searching Twitter, looking for contests to enter. Uh, the other tip for, uh, the next tip for Twitter is definitely to try and target the, uh, the influences of your space. So. The idea with a contest is that once someone signs up, they get their own little referral link and anybody who signs up through that referral link gets um, points added. So for example, Sean, if I was to set, if you were to sign up to my contest, you got your, uh, your special referral link and then you shared that with your Twitter followers, you would get 100 points for every Twitter follower that signed up. So essentially what you want to do on Twitter is you want to find those influencers and you want to say, hey, enter this contest. You can tweet at them, say, hey, I've got something you might be interested. Let me know if you're 
uh, you're an expert in the digital marketing space. Or going back to our coffee example, I could say, hey, let me know if you're an expert in the coffee space. I've got something you might be interested in. And then so once they reply, you then send them the uh, link to enter your contest. And then you also follow up with them with an email to say, hey, if you enter this contest, you're going to get a referral link. And I know you've got quite a large following. If you share it with your uh, audience, there's probably a, a higher chance of you placing higher in the leaderboard contest. So by doing that, you're really targeting people who are then going to unlock a lot more entries and leads because you're just maybe going to target five to 10 influencers, but then those five to 10 influencers might have a combined audience of, you know, a few million. And then, you know, say two to 3% of that sign up to your contest. That's going to be so many more signups than those original, just 10 guys that you signed up to. Um, you can look at the quality of influencers. There's a bunch of tools out there. Uh, the one that we use used to be called Social Bros, and now it's Audience. Uh, and that does a really good job at finding high-profile influencers on Twitter. And you can so we're doing see... a little shout-out to Audience then. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. Um, we don't have any affiliation with them, but we just use them, and they're pretty good. Um, the other thing that they can do is, uh, you know, you can automate a tweet to go out when someone follows you. So if you automate that tweet out to say, hey, thanks for following uh, sign up to this contest to win a free X. Uh, that's another way that you can get some signups, some easy signups too on, on Twitter. Um, but essentially, yeah, you want to just find those influencers and really empower them to let their audience know about your contest. Um, and the incentive for them is, you know, they're going to get higher placements and potentially win the prize of the contest. And the benefit to you is that you obviously get way more signups. The benefit to his audience is that, you know, they're also going in uh, to try and enter the prize because with contests, it's usually the 80-20 rule, like most of the things in life. 20% uh, of the people who enter are going to refer the other 80%. Um, it's very much a, uh, a strategy that really requires quality over quantity. Um, so, yeah, you just want to make sure on Twitter that you're finding those people and empowering them. Um, I think those were probably the two biggest points with Twitter. The other thing is obviously just to be consistent with Twitter. So, you know, content is not categorized as, uh, I suppose, finely as it is on Facebook. So, for example, when you tweet something on Twitter, that tweet goes out and then it's got a lifespan of, say, maybe like 15, 30 minutes maybe if they're not following too many people and then it's gone. So you can quite easily tweet like a contest maybe two to three times a day and you know you're still not oversaturating that audience because that shelf life of a tweet is just so short uh that you don't you shouldn't feel like you're spamming uh spamming the your audience uh i would say you know don't do it three times a day for every single day of your contest but maybe just say every tuesday uh say you're running your contest for you know maybe two weeks maybe keep a tweet for once a day and then on Tuesdays and Fridays, you tweet two to three times or something and make sure you're putting valuable content in between all of those tweets. Because if someone just goes to your profile and sees that you just tweeted out your contest about 50 times, they're probably not going to be that impressed. Well, so you've definitely got to be adding content. There. Yeah. You've definitely got to add content in there as well. That's providing value. The other thing is that you really want to incentivize um, people on Twitter 
with people love downloading guides, PDFs, whatever it may be. So if you have a really low threshold, point threshold reward in your contest, so people sign up and then all they have to do is collect 100 points, which is refer one person. So they just have to refer one person and they get this free ebook that's usually valued at $99. That's a great way to start getting people to uh, even just enter in the first place because they're like, okay, uh, that's actually something that I want anyway. It's not something that's too far out of reach. Circling back to uh, prizes, that's one reason that you should always have a random reward prize in your contest because if someone enters and they're too far down the uh, leaderboard, they're gonna not they're not going to be as encouraged to then go and refer others. So there's two ways that you can get around this. One is that you obviously have a random prize winner, so anybody can win, and you make this prize kind of on the same level as you do the first place winner. So that someone who you, wins you the, the uh, structure, like you laid it out so perfectly when we did the contest stuff, when I was for me and that kind of stuff, how do you lay out a, a good structure that we, we actually went through this, like the first, second, third, can you kind of tell people like, how do, how do I maximize my efforts? Not only with the channels, but with the content of the offer uh, on mm. Viper. Yeah. Okay. So just to, to help people visualize it. Um, so the way that it works is there's a landing page uh, for your contest all of it's templated and you just have to enter in the content. We make it look all pretty and make it high uh, and optimize it for higher conversions. So in that uh, landing page, you want to include obviously images of what you're giving away. You want to have your title. You definitely want to include your rewards clearly broken out into those three categories. Those three categories of rewards being placements. So first, second, third, a random winner, and then also uh, points unlocked. So you definitely want to have that as one of the focal points on your landing page for your contest because essentially you want to be showing people what they can win very easily so that they sign up um, because your goal is just to get someone to sign up to your contest. And then once they're in, they then get shown to their personalized dashboard pretty much. So they sign up through that landing page. They go to their personal dashboard. And then they're given their, obviously, their unique URL. Uh, they can use that to share with friends, family, colleagues, whoever it is that they, they might think would also be interested in the contest. And then there's uh, a few different actions that they can take on this dashboard. So the first action is that URL that they can share. The second action is uh, to follow all of your social media channels to get some points. And the third action is the custom entries. So the custom entries, what we went over before in the founder example, are the ones like, you know, getting someone to engage on Facebook posts, getting someone to uh, leave a comment on a, on a YouTube channel, getting someone to leave a review on a product on your store. Uh, it could also be getting someone to check out. You know, you say, hey, uh, check out to buy and you have a low price product and get a thousand points or whatever it may be. So you can really customize those into anything that you want. And that is really what makes the contest so powerful because you can really create any action that's going to benefit your business and it will kind of, it will look organic. 
So it's not like you're necessarily paying someone to go and leave a review or something, but you are incentivizing them to do it. So well, they're not like a Yelp reviewer. <laughs> I mean, they're not yeah, like a Yelp yeah. reviewer where you're paying them to to review something, um, and it's canned, and then or it's more organic that the people actually are wanting to engage with this to to win whatever prize it may be. Um, which I think we can go into next is I mean, we've talked about channels to maximize those. We talked about the contest itself. I mean. What kind of offerings do people get? Like, I know you and I talked about, you know, people, you know, books have been awesome to do free giveaways on that. And you guys just ran a contest a few months ago on growth hacking tools and talk to mm. people like what, what gets people to, to submit more? Like, is it just, is it the product itself or is it the offer with an actual tangible product? Is it a service? Like what helps, you know, maximize this? Yeah, so let's uh, go over obviously what makes a great reward or a great prize for a contest. So first off, we've seen you know uh, contests that do more targeted prizes to their audience usually perform better. So if you're going back to coffee, if you're a coffee brand and you're giving away a coffee machine, that's going to attract people interested in coffee. Uh, but if you were just to give away, say, like five hundred dollars in cash. That's not going to be as targeted. So you definitely want to make sure that your prizes are targeted to your niche for one. And that can be in the range of a product. It can be a gift card to a store. Uh, it can be, for example, if you're in the digital marketing space, one of the, I suppose, one of the best things you can do is actually give up your time. So you can do an hour consultation or something if you're an expert. So say you're like Neil Patel or someone, and you were running a contest, you could say, okay, I'll sit down and go through your business for an hour. So that would be something, a prize that someone who in his target market audience would be hugely incentivized for. Oh, wait one second, sorry. Hey, life happens, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I had to turn that uh, off. You're good. So I'm just thinking as an audience member, you know, if, um, I, if I got Neil Patel on or Noah Kagan to do a one-hour consultation or if it was whoever, like that would be the first prize. How have you seen like people who structure second, third, the hidden, how do they do that related to a service, related to yeah. time? Yep. And so if you're going down the ladder, so obviously looking at other placements, things you can offer is, you know, discounts on your products. You can offer complimentary products. Uh, you can offer, if you're, if you're a service, you can offer a certain period of time for free. So for example, with Viper, you, we, we offered, for example, first place winner, a lifetime account, second place winner, six months, and then the random winner, six months, six months subscription as well. So if you're a service, you can definitely tier the types of prizes that you're giving away. And that can make it a lot more incentivizing for people to uh, really want to win that grand prize, but still get some benefit from being second, third or fourth. The other thing is that you can also, if you don't have a product to give away or you are a service, you can definitely partner with other companies who are going to complement your service. So. You don't necessarily want to partner with a competitor, but definitely look for complementary products that you could partner up with because this can do two things. One, it will expand the amount of things you can offer as prizes. And two, 
but also help you out a huge amount when it comes to marketing. Because if you've got some partners on board with your contest and you're doing kind of like a bundle, you can then go to your partners and say, hey, guys, it would be great if you could share this on your social channels and to your email list. And all of a sudden, just by bringing in those partners, you've kind of like two, three, four X'd your reach, your initial reach for that contest. So if you have, if you don't have a huge amount of products to offer or you're just a service or something, partnering up with someone else for a contest can be a really good way of, uh, you know, getting that ball rolling. That's awesome. I, you know, Jack, I can't say enough about this product. I've launched it through my emails, through Converged Coffee. I have told other people you know, about it. Like, you need to use this. Like someone said, I need to, you know, how do I promote a book? And I'm like, I know exactly what tool you need. I mean, I, the past, my past startup that I worked at, we were looking through viral contests and affiliate marketing and everything. And it just narrowed down to your product. Like you basically have isolated and explained an idea that other people just can't, you know, how do, how do, how does affiliate marketing work or how does viral marketing work? And I mean, each time that we speak and I listen to what you have talk about Viper, oh my gosh, like I learned something new that I need to say to somebody of how to sell this or what <laughs> something I need to do to tweak the contest just to improve it that much better. I mean, it's, you you like found a niche right there that you are like honed in on and have like totally like become an educator. I feel like and almost going to be an educator in the affiliate marketing space. I see it right away. Yeah, yeah. Well, we we want to push extremely hard on the education aspect because you know at the end of the day, everybody you know, has a million tools that they can use. You know, there's a new tool every second. A lot of people have shiny object syndrome, you know, jumping from tool to tool. But if you can really provide, you know, education, value, and continue to do that, I think that's a great way to keep your customers engaged. As well as, you know, if you're educating them and they're winning, that means you're winning as well. So exactly. it's definitely a two-way street right there. And I think it's very important that people use these tools you know, as best they can, but also they don't have to make all the mistakes that everybody else has made. It's, you know, like be collaborative, share, we share a lot of case studies on companies. Oh, that that's what I love about your company. That is, yeah. that shows actual proof. Like every time I see an email each week, I want to read it. Yeah. And it's even, you know, we'll do case studies on guys who have collected, you know, 20,000 emails. And we'll also do the case studies on the guys that collected 2000 emails. Because those are different types of companies and everybody's at a different stage of the process. So it's great to see, you know, not just a super successful company running contests because that, you know, a lot of the smaller companies are like, well, that's never going to be me. But if you're publishing case studies on those guys who don't even have an email list and they've gone to 2,000, 3,000 emails in their first, you know, two weeks, then that's a huge impact to someone who's just starting a company compared to, you know, if uh, if you're just looking at a case study of Founder Magazine who's just produced, you know, 15,000 email addresses, you know, like, oh, well, yeah. I'm not Founder. Well, that went up, yeah. So, exactly. So I think it's uh, it's important to, you know, show those uh, a range of case studies that target different types of people in different 
uh, life cycles of that business. The other thing we like to do is we also like to point out the things that didn't work in those case studies. Like, you know, people, um, people don't want to waste time doing something that doesn't work. So tell them about that. <laughs> exactly. I mean, people don't think marketers as almost like doctors, like we're, we're like when they say practicing physicians or any of that kind of stuff that we're making the best hypothesis on stuff, testing it out. I mean, even engineers improve cars, NASCAR, any of that kind of stuff. Athletes do the same of improving their game. Like when people see marketers, they're like, oh, I just see an advertisement and it may or may not work. And I'm like, that's not the case. Like we constantly test our own stuff. And when you were mentioning products, like would they say the average marketer had uses over 60 products? I mean, mm. what you've done with just the viral stuff, like I saw different, you know, viral affiliate marketing companies. here. I mean, we were saying like, you know, trying to, you know, have that viral lift of getting other people involved. And I saw a few of them that were using tools, three or four different tools. And I'm like, I looked into it. I'm like, you know what? I just need one tool. And you guys like hit it on top of the head. Like, I mean, right off the bat, it wasn't in left field. It's probably like paper. You pointed down the field and you're like, that's where we're going to hit. And that's where we hit it. <laughs> it might be a little deviation in between, but you're, you're honest with the customers. And that's what I love. That's why I really love reading those emails about the case studies, because that's such more, you're having people like use the product for you. Kind of like what GoPro did with their marketing um, mm. and seeing what they needed to test out. It's, it's just amazing to see, you know, you probably didn't know it or not, but you're using tactics that other people use that are almost, I mean, I know this, it's marketing, but it's almost common sense marketing too. Like people are just so in depth with the tool that they don't figure out the strategy and you guys complimented both. I just, I can't say enough about Viper. <laughs> well, thanks, Sean. Yeah, I appreciate it. But uh, yeah, just a few of the other tools that, because you know we are a toolkit and we're constantly building out new new viral tools. So you did mention that there's the content upgrades, which is pretty much for bloggers, and it brings in the incentive because you unlock you know new pieces of content by completing uh, the action of sharing your post on Facebook. So say I sign up, I'm checking out a blog. They have a content upgrade. I opt into the content upgrade to get a free checklist. And then during that process, I'm offered to get, say, another blog, uh, another, you know, free guide if I share the post on Twitter or if I share the post on Facebook. And then once I share it, I unlock that guide and then it shows me another guide. And so that's a constant flow of giving value to the reader, but also getting something in return for that because they're sharing it with their audiences. They're also giving up their email address to you. And then over time, they can always come back to your website and that content upgrade tool has a depository of all of the content upgrades they've ever downloaded from that website. So it just kind of makes it uh, a lot easier for the reader to you know, get value from the blog as well as organize and automate for the blog owner pretty much. So that's I think you hit on like something that's perfect. Yeah. The viral, yeah, I know, so the viral component. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I was just going to finish up on that one that tool and say, so that's kind of like how 
you can take something that's, you know, struggling because pop-ups just aren't really working that well anymore. Um, you know, Google's starting to penalize them on mobile, all sorts of things are happening. So you really need to adapt as a business and a blogger to start creating something a little bit different. So, you know, going down a path of using content upgrades or that otherwise known as like lead bait or there's a hundred names for them. Yeah. Um, but going down you that path. Content, yeah. Yeah. You're, yeah. you're on the right track. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, that's definitely a, a area of space that bloggers are going to have to move towards. Uh, so yeah, we sort of created that tool to sort of fix that need right there. No, and I think you hit it on the head. Uh, sorry to interrupt, but you hit it all right on the head of you're giving value to people to download something. Like most people who, you know, download ebooks or they have to fill out a form, they just have some words. You know, this is what the ebook provides. Here are the stats. Here's, you know, the methodology, whatever. But you're offering something that is actionable, tangible, that people want to, you know, they want more information. Like, oh, man, that's a great piece of content. I want to submit myself into this contest or whatever, or get a checklist right away because I like the content already. So you're already actively engaging, you know, people mm. who are interested. And like, I can't say it enough, like with the founder stuff with 13,000 emails in like 10 days, mm. the more that you explained that I've told people about the 13,000 emails, they're like, well, isn't that just, you know, quantity over quality? Well, you just mentioned right there, you just gated, you know, took out like this is this is about quality leads this isn't about just you know joe schmo wanting you know wanting a coffee maker this is you know a barista general manager of starbucks that read this content on starbucks's website or another local coffee store website and they wanted to download something and enter a contest to win a coffee maker mm. i mean look how i mean much more in depth that's gone and, and it's one product using viper it's freaking mm. awesome yeah, yeah, and we are we're we're currently beta testing to our current users a uh, a screen takeover. Uh, so they obviously work quite well screen takeovers, but we've changed a little bit in the way that we have incentivized people to fill them out. So it's going to be a ga it's gamified screen takeover. So they'll have the intent to leave. They'll go to click the X button. The screen takeover will come down and be like, "Hey, wait, do you want to try and win something?" And so by entering their email, there's kind of like a wheel of fortune sort of look to it. And so you enter your email, you hit enter, and then the wheel of fortune will spin around. And then it, you obviously, as the website owner, set up different types of rewards that people can win. And so it'll spin around and then land on the prize that you win. And so then you'll get that prize. So that's another way that we wanted to capture people from for example, an e-commerce store standpoint. So you don't necessarily want to like blast a pop-up right in front of your customer as soon as they get to the website. So that's why you kind of want to use that um, exit intent option. And then two, you want to give them something of value or give them a bit of excitement. So if you're uh, shown a screen takeover and it's got you know five or six prizes you can win, all you have to do is enter your email. That's a lot more exciting than just being like, hey, enter your email for 10% off. So the conversion rates on those we're seeing are a lot higher. So our usual conversion rates for a pop-up or something is usually around, you know, like 2 to 3%. Um, but with this kind of exit intent screen takeover uh, with that gamified aspect, you know, we're seeing stuff in like the 10 to 20% range for conversion rates. Wow. So it's, it's definitely um, a lot more powerful 
giving something a bit of a, uh, you know, a bit of a gamified feel to it or something that's a little bit different to the normal pop-up that really helps increase those numbers. Um, so, that's yeah, that's a, uh, that's a 5 to 10x better conversion rate right there. Yeah, and the brilliant thing about that is that you can, you know, you can choose different types of rewards and you can give different gravity to those rewards or different weighting. So meaning that, you know, say you only want to give away, you know, one free shipping code in every 10 spins, or you want to give away two 10% off codes in every 10 spins, or you want to give away, you know, 50% of the time you want to give away your free checklist or free buyer's guide or whatever it may be. So that's a way to distribute the type of value that you're adding as well. Um, It's not just the same prize every single time. Jack, this has been amazing. Like, I feel like we could probably go for two hours <laughs> um, just going through the viral aspect. And I mean, you're building out a product, but you're you're listening to people. You're building out strategies before you just flat out build a build a portion of the product. Mm. It's amazing. Like you you are reverse engineering what most marketers were trying to do of just build a product and then sell it. You're saying, okay, let's build a strategy, see how people will like this. And then let's build another one. And then another thing that we've noticed that, you know, we're going to test this out. And I love that you're beta testing, you know, everything with the current users to get testimonials, to get traction on each of your new products. Like this is what marketers should be doing. But, you know, a lot of us are caught up with the day-to-day with the operations and that kind of stuff that we don't see, we don't go back and sit down and saying, okay, what are the opportunities that we can do if we adjusted this strategy this way? And especially in a product. Yeah. So, well, yeah, we're very close with a lot of our customers, you know, asking what their problems are, what their pain points are. And it's not up to them to solve those. It's up to us to solve them. So we just want to hear what they're struggling with or what their pain points are. And then we come up with these, uh, these, uh, you know, I suppose growth hacks to solve those. <laughs> I feel like we could probably talk another 30 to 40 minutes just on how you talk to your customers itself separately beyond, you know, beyond what you're doing with the actual product itself right now, but what you're going to future, you know, what you're going to do in the future. Mm. So, I mean, Jack, it was awesome talking to you. I mean, if people, if you haven't checked out Viper, it's Viper, V-Y-P-E-R dot I-O. I use it. I'm actually using it for several clients. I'm going to be using it for the podcast. And I suggest you people to reach out, you know, and download, you know, a free version, um, you know, a 14-day free trial, right, Jack? Uh, seven days. But seven day. okay. if, if, you, if you email me and you've listened to this, we can try and sort you out with a 14-day one. <laughs> that too. I mean, yeah, we, we can work out something. But um, yeah, everybody, it's viper.io. Um, I'll be sure to have this on the podcast page too. So everybody can be clicking on that and uh, testing out this awesome product. I mean, I mean, I don't, I vouch for products that I, I stand behind and I actually use. So I just wouldn't just be throwing Jack out here on the podcast and saying, you know, this is a bunch of rubbish or whatever. It's, it's a truly, you've truly done a great job with this product. <laughs>